Hello and welcome to the Trinity Fit Over 40 podcast with me, Rob Burkhead. Today's podcast is an episode with Trinity member Rachel, who juggles being a partner in a law firm alongside raising two teenage daughters. For years, her family life and her career life took priority and her weight steadily spiralled upwards, peaking at 104 kilos or 16 stone 5 pounds or 230 pounds for those who like to work in pounds. She tried almost every diet out there and could lose a couple of kilos, but she could never keep it up and her weight continued to climb as she thought she just didn't have the willpower to ever be one of those fit and healthy people. And maybe she was just different. She hated mirrors, she hated photos, and she avoided these at all costs. And things really peaked for Rachel with an incident where she wasn't allowed to go horse riding with her daughters on holiday a couple of years ago, as she was told she was simply too heavy. And that's when she decided to do something about it and signed up to Trinity back in September 2021. Rachel lost 10 pounds in her first four weeks over a stone and a half in her first 12 weeks and has gone on to lose three stone 10 pounds. But what's even more impressive is she now comes across as someone who's always been fit and healthy when she never saw herself like that until now. She's now regularly playing tennis at a local tennis club. She's actually enjoying seeing her muscles in the mirror and feels like she's finally setting a good example to her teenage daughters. However, it wasn't all plain sailing with her realizing early on she had a serious problem with emotional eating due to the immense work stress she was under ever since she started her law career, as well as injuring her back in the first four weeks. In today's episode, Rachel shares how she overcame all of that, lost nearly four stone in her 50s around menopause and while still working full time as a lawyer with tons of work travel and events to go to. It's a cracking episode, so without further ado, let's get into today's podcast. Okay, so I'm here today with Trinity member Rachel, who's lost three stone and 10 pounds over the last couple of years uh, with Trinity. So I want to rewind a little bit, Rachel, and kind of give people a bit more context. Um, for those who are listening, who would you say, if someone said, who are you, what, what, is, it, what is it you do? Like, what would you say to someone who, who asks you that? Yeah, so um, I'm 52 years old. I'm a lawyer. Um, and I'm a mum of two teenage girls, and I live in South Wales. That's a pretty already, you know, tricky combination, I imagine, at times. Um, my wife, Lucy, is one of three girls, and I know her dad banned family holidays at one point because having three teenage girls at once, I think, was very stressful. So you've got <laughs> a, you know, a law career, probably pretty stressful, and family life, potentially pretty stressful. So before you are joining Trinity, were those things kind of, a big part of maybe why you know health and fitness maybe slipped for you in the past yeah definitely so I'd I think I'd, I'd become a partner at the law firm I worked at and that had been you know really hard work and always worked all the way through um and for since 2015 I've been working full-time as well so yeah lots of juggling and my fitness and my eating was not a priority and what what had that led to then like before you started with us like what what position were you in what was your weight what was your general well-being like yeah not good really so i'd got to i think i was i don't know what that is in stone but i was 104 kilograms and which was clinically obese for me um and i just i just got to the point where i didn't know 
what to do <laughs> about it. I just felt really uncomfortable, just felt like it was stopping me doing things. But I tried so many different diets, tried so many different things over the years and just I tried every diet there is, lost weight, put it all back on again so many times. And every time I got stressed at work, that would all go out the windows, all my like diets and fitness regimes would go out the window. And I just got to the point where I, I thought I felt like I tried it all. And I got to the point where I was 50 years old and I said, well, is, is this it? Am I going to just be obese for the rest of my life and gradually get fatter and fatter, which is what I've done for the last 20 30 years until I can't walk anymore I can't do the things I want to do I, I kind of felt like I'd got to a turning point or I was trapped in a in a in a way I was going that I couldn't get out of I think that's how I felt when just at that point yeah and what then led you to find Trinity so did you see an advert did you hear about it from a friend like what what brought that into your life yeah so I'd gone gone on holiday, so because I joined Trinity in September 21. So I'd gone on holiday. And I think before the holiday, I tried to try to lose a bit of weight and not really. I think I'd done like a keto diet and lost a few kilos and then put it all straight back on again. Um, and whilst I was on holiday, we went on an activity holiday and with with the kids as well. And um I joined in quite a lot of the activities but one of the things that was on was horse riding and I used to ride horses a lot as a kid and I thought oh that'd be really nice me and the girls, girls can go horse riding um, and when I went to join I was too heavy I was too heavy to get on the horse and I was just absolutely mortified that I couldn't mm -hmm. do this thing that I wanted to do um, and that really was the point where over that holiday I was like right I've got to sort this out and I felt like I was thinking, well, is there something wrong with me? Do I need therapy to like, why am I just sub sabotaging myself all the time? What can I do about it? So I started doing a bit of research on holiday and then just saw your advert on Facebook with you standing by that wardrobe of clothes saying, can you not get into any of your clothes? Do you feel like you've tried every diet? And everything you said was just like, tick, tick, tick. This is, this is me. Um, so, and I, I realised I was going to have to invest some money and some time into it. Even at that point, I didn't know what cost would be, but I just thought I've got to do something. I can't carry on the way I am. And so that was a point where I, I, I rang up and filled in your form or something and then carried, yeah. on from, carried on from there. But I was quite, I think I was at that point, got to the point where I just knew I had to do something quite drastic, really. Yeah, having one of those really kind of almost hitting breaking point and tough situations can sometimes force people into action um, after years of maybe burying head in the sand a little bit or or just not knowing. I think a lot of the time people don't do anything because they don't feel like there's any hope. I don't know if you felt a little bit like, mm -hmm. like you said, like you weren't really sure what the problem was. Yeah, I mean, I just, I felt I just didn't have enough willpower. I just felt like I just wasn't, I didn't have the willpower that everybody else had and I was just for some reason I was self-sabotaging myself all the time and I felt like stressful situations I couldn't diet and do stressful situations my job stressful so that was always a, a difficulty and I would put all my effort into diets 
and then do them for like two months, three months, and then something would happen and I'd just completely fall off the wagon and put it all back on again. And the same with exercise. I'd have periods of time where I'd go to the gym or I, I started the couch to 5K so many times, done five weeks of it, felt a bit better, then work's happened and not carried it on. So I'd done that for so many years. And I'd also, I mean, so I'd had quite a lot of success doing um, Slimmer's World, but I did it when I was on mat leave and I wasn't under that kind of work stress and I lost two and a half stone in between children and then went back, had another baby, went back to work and it just all went back on again since I started work. So I just felt like I'd, yeah, I tried everything and failed and I didn't know, I did feel like I didn't want to do next. Yeah. And it's fascinating to hear it now from my perspective, because I've seen your journey and I would say at this point, you're one of the strongest members in the program physically, but also in terms of willpower and for people listening and seeing if they're looking at the video, they they'd probably find it hard to believe that you, you know, this much has changed. Um, obviously it's been a, a journey and taken some time, but when you then joined, were you skeptical that it would still work for you then having tried all these other things? Yeah, but I'd kind of got to the point where I had to give it a go. So I, I went in with the mindset of this isn't a cheap option to do. So I've, if I'm spending this money, I've got to wholeheartedly do it because otherwise it's a waste of my money and my time and my effort. And I've just got to do everything, however sceptical I am about what you were asking me to do. I've just got to do it all. And I was sceptical about a lot, lot of it um you know how whether the weight training would would work because I'd never done it before whether I could do it um a lot of that and for example like the meditation I was very skeptical about that I was just like I just got to do it and see um and yeah I tracked tracked my my food on my fitness pal for about six years and you can see this just like up, down, up, down, and then the start of Trinity, I'm right up here and it just goes, it goes, it goes, it goes down and down and down. So you can see that it's worked. But I've always I've tracked my food for years, but it hasn't had the same result as it has with Trinity. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? We speak to a lot of people who say, I've tried tracking, it doesn't work. I've tried maybe individual pieces on their own, um, but for whatever reason, it hasn't worked. So why don't we jump into the kind of results you saw early on because I know you said well just before we started recording that you saw pretty quick or pretty significant results so what kind of results did you see over the first few months yeah so I think I lost about I lost about four kilograms in the first week or so like just the first couple of weeks um and then I think I'd lost must have been getting on for 10 kilograms but by the end of the first 12 weeks um yeah so it was it was pretty dramatic and and it was like so reassuring and I think that really got me that, that early success just really made me carry on and gave me a sort of yeah encouragement to carry on definitely yeah people really need to see that they really need to you know, everyone it's human nature we need to see proof that the hard work we're putting in is actually achieving something yeah and I, and I think a lot of that was I was so overweight for my my height I got to the heaviest I've ever been so clearly I'd had a, I had a lot to go so that first bit was quite dramatic but it just very quickly made me feel so much better I could fit into the clothes better I just felt more fitter and happier yeah 
I felt like a different person quite quickly. And what do you think? So you obviously, again, you're very experienced in the program, you're advanced member, you've done two years. Um, reflecting on that now, from what everything you know, what would you say was the big difference for, obviously you said you made that big investment, so you went in wholeheartedly, which I think is a significant thing. Um, but what else do you think made the difference between previously maybe only shifting a little bit and then gaining it again and, and actually then seeing this consistent weight loss of like a stone and a half or more down in 12 weeks? So I think it was a combination of all of the aspects. It's a real like holistic approach that, and, and also it's, it's obviously very scientifically based, but, and you can dip into that as much as you want, but actually there's some really fundamental things. If you just do what you're told, it'll work. Um, but I think the key for me was the mindset things that we do. Um, because I'm for short periods, I know how to, I know what I should be eating and I, I know I should be exercising and I, know I should be doing all these things. I know how to do them, but my mind set was such that I couldn't keep it up consistently and that was a real key for me is all those like coach at the coaching as well so that consistency and having someone to talk to every week um talk about how you're going and I'm wanting wanting to do that for them as well as myself I think that's really good early on um but yeah those two it's given me a like a, a little toolkit of mindset exercises and things to do because I realized and I hadn't even realized until I think I went on the first I went on a like, trinity retreat with you on in for probably January so it must have been like the first after the first 12 weeks and I it took me till then and doing having that weekend with other women and talking about it for me to realize that I'm an emotional eater and I I eat to soothe my emotions and I, I just hadn't realized that it wasn't willpower it was this thing that I do to make me feel com more comfortable when I feel uncomfortable and I've got a stressful job so I'm constantly <laughs> in a stressful situation therefore I'm constantly reaching for the biscuits and that realization is really the start of for me absolutely unlocking all the reasons why I've struggled with my weight since puberty and um and i think without that i wouldn't have carried on i probably would have kept, kept, went, lost that first bit of weight but not being able to carry on um so that, i think that was really key for me and things like meditation which i say when we when you when it was first mentioned in the program i was like yeah okay that's a bit daft but i'll do it um and i actually meditate every single morning and if i don't I don't feel right. In fact, I might meditate more than every day, more than once a day, because it may, helps me to regulate my emotions, which in turn helps me not to eat the wrong things. And without that change of mindset and those tools to help me deal with what I know now is my my reason for eating, I wouldn't be successful. I wouldn't be able to keep it up anyway, because that willpower only gets you so far. Yeah, 100%. And a, a lot of the people we work with are in, you know, they've, they've used that will to get themselves into really successful positions, just like yourself, you know, really doing well in the career. But it only gets you so far with food, as you found. And you're, you're constantly battling against 
the animal part of the brain. So there's even since we made that beginning part of the program when you were remember two years ago, there's more science that's come out about emotional eating and meditation and the other tools we use and how it actually changes your brain. So it's not just a woo-woo thing that makes you feel a bit more present. It's it does it by basically you allowing you to stay in your thinking part of the brain, the prefrontal cortex more and um, quieting down the default mode network, the part of the brain, which we go into when we're in that fight flight state. And if you're in a really stressful job where you're running on adrenaline, which as far as I understand it, law is very much like that. It's all about build hours. It's all about high pressure, high stakes situations. Then you're going to be you know, triggered to go into that part of the brain a lot. So the meditation from a scientific point of view, as well as from all the other benefits, will will enable you to stay in that point where you can make decisions so how do you feel let's say you in a stressful work situation now how do you manage that obviously you meditate to pre preemptively tackle it is there anything else you do yeah i think also that there's a there's a real a sense something that's quite central to trinity is that actually that sort of ethos that actually you deserve to give yourself time to do this and to allow yourself to be healthy and I think that was the other thing with my stressful job everything my my job was like absolute top priority for me over everything else and that's how I got to where I am but actually that wasn't good for my health and I was obviously showing in that it wasn't good for my children it wasn't good for my husband and for our family life and it wasn't good for me um and I think I had to that Trinity kind of I maybe realised that that and I I think I remember the coaching that um, Rob did where Ben did rather where he was saying you know if you are, don't have anything for yourself how can you give ever anything to anybody else including your work and it's all just going to fall down like a house of cards which was what was happening for me and I thought and I think I actually stepped back and said right okay it's actually okay to give myself some me some time. Um, so now I used to get up at six in the morning, go straight to work, be at work by seven, leave work at seven, get home about eight o'clock, be shattered, eat food late and then go to bed. And that was just like my life, sitting down at a desk doing the work I had to do. And I stepped back and actually got up early and made time for myself. And I meditate in the morning, I exercise in the morning before I'm not everything else happens and make some time for myself and make some time for the kids and, al- and allow myself to have some time other than work go out with Jim have a meal that kind of thing which seems so like fundamental when I look back at it I was like why wasn't I doing these things but it took Trinity to like, make say hang on a minute what are you doing here we've got into this horrible habit um and I think all of those things combined make it better for me to deal with stress easier to deal with stress because if I've got up in the morning and meditate and done some exercise a bit of dopamine hit I feel better I feel better able to cope my life and actually more efficient at work and I and actually when I did those things and stopped getting in in the early in the morning the world my working world didn't fall down around me nothing bad happened people got used to the idea uh, that I wasn't constantly around and answering emails at 11 o'clock at night um I got more efficient and had to like delegate more and be, be more efficient at work but I had to make that decision to do that and I had to 
change I had to quite fundamentally change the way I behaved so the whole you know this started out as me being I'm so overweight I just want to lose weight I'm fed up with being fat but actually it you know it, it sounds a bit dramatic but I did have to change my life to do that and the, my whole outlook on life has changed um, and that I feel like that's a permanent thing and so which makes the whole weight loss thing so much easier and 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 not reacting to stressors and and I'm still working on that like my propensity to emotionally eat it's still an ongoing issue for me but I'm so much more in control of it than I was and I understand my own brain and how it works so much better than I used to I used to just think there was something wrong with me that I just didn't have the willpower that everybody else had um and I think the other thing that I I found quite enlightening and when I look back I think why did you think that um I kind of listening to to you and to the other coaches that nobody is naturally thin eating or very few people just naturally thin and healthy and do nothing and eat loads these people actually like regulate you regulate your own food and you regulate what you the exercise you do and that's why you are fit and healthy it's not something that miraculously happens to to people it's very rare for that to be the case and I kind of just think well I'm just not that kind of person I'm just not a healthy fit person you are I'm not and I kind of labeled myself so I've re-evaluated that definitely and realized that I can put the effort and be be a fit and healthy person and I think you you do embody that like every time I see you on the calls it's like you just look like a fit and healthy person now you're often like on that in your gym kit you know you're like you can see your radiating <laughs> energy like and it's just all those habits that add up but it it takes time I think that's the other thing people want that to be that fit and healthy person after doing a six-week program and it no. it doesn't happen overnight it, does it? and I think that, that is the trinity kind of slowly builds this up over time as well so I'm looking back over two years of kind of learning about myself and losing the weight and it started off very much about the weight and that loss, that early loss was the best thing and really encouraging. And then you gradually start doing training about these mindset thing, issues and going on coaching calls and, and building up your body strength and becoming fitter and actually getting better at the exercises. And that all happens quite organically and slowly over time, which I think is really good because you don't like it's not too overwhelming to start with and you get that early success and then as time's gone on the weight loss has become less important to me because I've lost a lot of weight and the fitness and my strength has become more important and I've always enjoyed the exercise um and that's interesting because I've never done weight training before and um I didn't know what it was going to be like I didn't know whether I'd enjoy it um, and I really love it and I've become someone who gets up in the morning and wants to do wants to exercise and I just that was not me I would not you know, I, mean, so I remember saying to people I don't do any exercise unless, unless someone's chasing me I would not be running anywhere um, and now I'm yeah I really like being strong and I and I can see the tone in my muscles like I never just didn't have before um, and also um, having confidence in my own body 
So um, in the last uh, three months, I've joined a local tennis club, which I've always wanted to do and never had the confidence to do. And now join the tennis club, I can find that I can zip around on the tennis court without injuring myself, without aching afterwards, because I'm already fit. Um, and I just enjoy, and that's just the extra thing that I enjoy, which I just wouldn't have had the confidence to do even six months ago, I reckon. Yeah, it's amazing to hear that. And again, it's good to hear that it, it, there's stages to this, right? Is it not, you know, I'm not confident, but if I just join the tennis club, that may not be the right move for someone who isn't feeling fit and confident because they might just immediately get injured, not be able to keep up, feel embarrassed and then never go back. Um, I know when I, you were talking about the journey, like you think by default, we're fit and healthy as fitness people or coaches. I remember going into gym at 16 and being hearing all the noise of the weightlifting then that was downstairs and all the cardio machines were upstairs. And I I was a member of that gym for at least a year and I, I've never been down there. I still don't know what it looks like. I don't know what's down there. It sounded intimidating. So I never went down there and I never got any progress because I just thought it was on these cardio machines, not knowing what I was doing. So it's, it's a journey for everyone. I think, I think we want everything instantly, especially as adults, it's a little bit hard to accept like, starting from scratch at something because again if you're flying in your career and you're very confident because you've done it for so long what a lot of people i see do is they just maybe this is where you were at before they just double down on the career because that's the thing they feel good in they feel confident in they feel like they're yeah. succeeding in so they just sort of say that's not me and i'll do that yeah i kind of just labeled myself as somebody who doesn't do doesn't do exercise i'm just that's just not me and I think that was part of the attraction of Trinity as well. That's that, even though the weight was a big thing, but actually, you know, when you go on the website and you see people's before and afters and you see these women who have got muscles and are like in their 50s, 40s, 50s, and like you can see they're strong and they, they're toned. And I was like, and that was the, so I need to lose weight, but I, I'd really like to look like that as well. And that was kind of a bonus. Um, so yeah and i've still got a bit of weight to lose um but i went i went on tried uh, some clothes in marks and spencers the other day you know how they got the mirrors where you can see behind you and as well as in front yeah. of you so i tried on like a sports bra and i could see my back and i was like bloody hell i've actually i've got that i can see those muscles in my back that's because you don't see behind you do you um and i was like oh there you go <laughs> that's nice and it's really nice to appreciate your body. I think a lot of people are so hard on themselves about their body. You know, we all have bits that maybe we're less happy about. Again, I'm the same, but if you can pick out those bits, and I think that's one big benefit of strength training. Not only does it work better for women around menopause as you get older and, 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 and combats a lot of aging, but it's, there's a, there's another series of wins you can have, whereas a lot of diets are just, we, it's all about food and stepping on the scales. And if the scales are not going the right direction, then you you know you're failing, and and, people, and you quickly can lose momentum. But at least if there's other wins as well, so you know how you're feeling mentally and appreciating the muscles and lifting more, I think it's a very different experience again. Yeah, and I mean, like the first year, first year and a half, I lost most of the weight I've lost. And over the last six months, I've not lost. I mean, it's still slowly going down, but I mean, it's going down very, very slowly as I've only lost a kilo or so in the last six months. But my body shape is still changing. And I'm still like, 
yeah, I can see that those changes, even though the the weight isn't moving as fast as it was, and it actually has become less important as well at the same time. And and it's more important that I'm moving up a kit, my my kettlebell. I can lift heavier, um, and that I can like I'm getting better at tennis. Those things have become more important to me um, than actually just just. The I think that's essential for And I I want to get down and. My, my clothes size and you know though I want there's bits like you say there's bits of me that I'm still working on but it's not the most the biggest issue and looking back over that journey what were the biggest kind of everyone I think again another assumption is like you see these success stories um and then go oh they they must have just been like you know on it the whole time to get those results and you do have to be on it more than you're off it but what were the kind of main challenges you faced? Did you have illness? Did you have holidays? What were the kind of, or going back yeah. to work after COVID? Like what were the biggest things you had along the way? So I was by no means perfect ever <laughs> all the way through it. You know, um, I definitely, you know, had days where I didn't track and days where I'd gone out for work and eaten loads of things I shouldn't. And I'd come back and I'd have to confess it to Laura, my coach, and she'd be like, get back on it. And sometimes it would take me, uh, I'm much better at getting back on it as well. than I used to be, I used to have a couple of days where I'd be away for work and not have any control over my eating and just like, blow it completely no come back and then it would take me a week to get back on it um but I've got much better at that and I think that's a real danger with any diet is that perfectionism because you you know you failed one day and then that's it I've blown it all and that's where the mindset work comes in again because it's like that telling yourself no you haven't um and like not catastrophizing it all the time and making it part of your life um, but yeah, the challenging bits for me are definitely work related. So I travel a lot for work. Um, I go to conferences where I get, you know, there's people with trays of unidentifiable canapes that I've got to navigate. Um, I remember when during the first two weeks I started Trinity, there was a works do and all there was was um, burger and chips. And that was it and obviously booze um and I just like and I was actually I I actually didn't eat any of it I was very pleased with myself <laughs> but that was a real struggle and so but there are there have been days where I've just I've sod it I've had a sod it moment and I've just eaten something I shouldn't but I think that's life and it's about not doing that every day and as long as you and you know, I've managed to lose the weight I've lost and had days like that and had been on holiday and put on a few put on a kilo and a half and then I had to lose it again um and Christmas I mean Christmas for me was always I'd put on at least half a stone and then not lose it and then that would just carry on and then I'd get to summer I'd be like I need to lose that half stone that I put on over Christmas um but now I I I'd limit it so I like Christmas day I eat whatever I like and then after that it goes and I and I stop and I get back on it and I do put weight over on over Christmas but it's a few pounds and then I lose it again so it's it's okay to live a life you're not like yeah no one's perfect all the time you're not denying I don't deny myself loads um in fact I think my sweet tooth is lessened so I don't feel like I deny myself and I probably when I look back you know, I think about my my journey when I used to go to work 
for, for go out for work so I'd have I'd leave work early I'd leave for work early get on the train I'd have a bacon butty and a coffee on the train and then I uh, for breakfast and then I'd have a lunch with a client so and I'd have starter main and pudding and drink and then I'd have something out of like not want to like a meal on the way home so I'd just have a chocolate bar and I'd have eaten so many calories without even thinking about it and it's just making little changes so bringing something with me on the train so I'm not eating eating the bacon butty and not having a pudding having a coffee instead and not maybe not drinking and it's quite regular and I'll quite often if I say I'm not drinking the clients say oh actually I, I don't really want anything lunchtime either um and then you know having something healthy on the way home instead of a chocolate bar actually getting a you know a, some sushi or something and it's just little change so I'm not actually I'm not I'm never hungry I'm never denying myself anything um but I've just made those little changes over time that make difference and mean that I'm always I'm gradually going the right directions and I'll have blips where I put weight on and then I'll lose it again um because it's just occasional and not every time I go <laughs> which is often so yeah yeah, you're always traveling for work. I think it's so valuable for people to hear that we think we have to be perfect. And then if we're not, then we throw in the towel because we think we'd failed and we're not doing the right thing to to get that result that we want. But actually, it's more about steering back on course more quickly, like you said, and making slightly better choices. And how how do you feel in yourself now? You're making these more deliberate choices, not all the time, but more of the time. Like, did you feel, were you just kind of burying your head in the sand before? Or did you feel like, really sluggish and kind of disappointed sometimes before when you're making these choices like and how do you feel now yeah I think I was all in my head so I you know everything to me was how you know well I was doing at work which is a very like intellectual job um and that was all my it was all in my head and my body just didn't really feel like part of me almost it was just this thing that was didn't really do what I wanted to do, wanted to do, to do, and I didn't I didn't look in the mirror because I didn't like what I saw. I just used to I never took photo, had photographs taken of me. There's very few photographs of me when I was really overweight because I I just hated it and I was quite ashamed of it. Um, and I just felt like I didn't have any control over my body. Um, so I you know hurt my knee. But I went for a walk just because I was carrying too much weight and I had no muscle. Um, and that puts you off doing things as well. Um, so, yeah, I wasn't very happy with my, with how I was. And now I just feel so much better. I feel like I've got energy um, and I feel like I've got control over my body, especially with weight training, because your training specific, it's, it's quite, you know what muscles you're working on when you're lifting a weight. And I've never really realised what those muscles did and that's really interesting um and actually feel like yeah I know I can move my arm in a certain way and it will do as it's told um because I've trained it to do that um and I, I like that I like that feeling of control I've got over my body now um and I say when I'm playing tennis I'm gonna zip around the court and I know it will do what I want it to do um which is brilliant and so the mindset stuff has just mean that I feel much more calmer positive less negative self-talk and that's something you're I think I'm still working on but generally it's had a very dramatic effect on 
my mood. I never, I was never a depressed, unhappy person, but I just ignored that physical part of myself, I think, and just pushed it to the back of my mind until it became so bad that I had to do, I, it came suddenly to the front. Yeah, I guess that horse riding incident when kind of made you confront it after years of kind of disconnecting. And it, it is interesting, a lot of people who struggle with emotional eating do talk about that disconnection almost when it's happening and it's like a, it's like you're watching yourself from outside or you're not even noticing, like you're not really, I don't know if you found this, you're not even enjoying eating the food. It's just no. a relief or numbing. It's not about enjoyment. Yeah, no, it's not. And it's all about, and then it's about guilt. It's a, hor it's a horrible, horrible cycle. Um, and I don't, you know, I don't wish it on anyone. And I know it's really common. Um, and I think particularly in women as well, because I think especially my age, you've got, I think we were brought up to do things for other people, not think about ourselves, um, you know, be the, be the caregiver in, in lots of cases. And even though I had this high powered job where I was quite like on it and confident and my my psyche behind all that was I've got to do this for my job and I haven't got time for me or anything else. Um, and I don't, what are my needs aren't really something that I should be thinking about. Um, so that's been a real, yeah, mindset change. And I'm hopeful though, you know, I've got two teenage girls and I do think that the next generation have a different, have a different outlook and actually well-being is much more central for them. But I think our generation, like 40s and over, we definitely have a bit, women have a tendency to not think about themselves. And that comes across in like having to emotionally eating is coping with that. Yeah. And being everyone to everyone, I think is a huge thing. And also what I've heard in events is people saying, um, this comes out a lot, like at school and PE being told, you know, you, you're no good you're never going to be sporty you can't you can't do and there was a lot of that narrative as well i don't know if you had that like being made to feel ashamed or not good enough. yeah i was just yeah i just didn't like i mean i liked a couple of sports i did like i enjoyed tennis and i liked hockey but yeah i agree i, I just it was what p was always something nobody wanted to do it was always you know everyone just tried to get out of it it was just and that except those few you know sporty few i went to an all-girls school and it was very like what can you do to get out of pe today <laughs> it wasn't something anybody enjoyed or if they did they were a bit weird um so yeah that was definitely and i think that mindset carries on for a lot of women yeah. into later life as well yeah. and feeling like you have to do exercise you don't like yeah. and you know, obviously there are things that work better for people as you get older. Yeah, and, and I think even... You have quite a strong opinion on that. Even going on, so when I my children were young, I was working and, you know, had children as well. And I there, there was always the gym mums at the gate. And they were always the ones that didn't work. Had And from my point of view, they just had all the yeah. time in the world. They just arrived in their gym kit. I mean, they probably had loads of things to do and I was just judging them. But, um, you know, it felt like they had a different life and they had time and space stress-free lives that they could waltz off to the gym and have a coffee with each other afterwards and I had to go to work and I didn't have time for that um and, and actually I just didn't allow myself time for that and you don't necessarily I think this is another big thing you don't have to go to the gym to get those results nowadays especially like most of our clients work out from home and they're yeah, busy like you said they don't have time to be commuting to and from the gym and having that coffee afterwards so how do you 
how do you fit this around this busy life as a, a mum of two teenagers and a, a lawyer working full time? So I get up first thing I do, I gym kit on first thing in the morning, cup of coffee, straight in the lounge, do my workouts and they're recorded so you can do them whenever you like, whatever fits. I know lots of people do them at different times in the day, but for me, it just works to get it out of the way. And it makes me feel so much better as well. I, I, you know, once I've done it, those endorphins are going and I'm, I'm ready for the day. Um, and now I just, yeah, um, it was funny, actually, it's really sad. But when I um, went on holiday for two weeks, I remember sitting in the lounge and there, I, we've got quite a big lounge and part of it is where I, back at the back is where I do my exercise. And I remember looking at my kettlebells yeah. and saying to my daughter, I'm going to miss my kettlebells. And she's like, mum, that's so sad. <laughs> That is so sad. <laughs> and so it got to that point. That's an, that's an amazing trip. Yeah, to get to that point where actually I feel, feel quite fond of them. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, so it's so amazing. Aware um, that I just wouldn't have been that person. Yeah, you're that person. <laughs> and it takes, I think that takes time. I've worked with a lot of people that, you know, the body might actually already get to being that fit person, but the mind takes a bit more time to really shift Mm. um and again yeah. it's, it's good to speak to someone who yeah had longer to kind of do that definitely and I just had to at the beginning I just I mean God, first few weeks during doing the exercises I couldn't move I was just I ached in it muscles I didn't even know existed um and I just like I remember on the community because that's the other thing like the, the whatsapp community is brilliant and I remember going yeah. on there saying to people like does this ever get any better? Because I just cannot, I'm crawling up the stairs and and everyone's brilliant because they're like, yeah, you know, you'll get to enjoy the doms. It'll be fine. You know, (laughs) it'll get better. And it did, you know. Um, And I also managed to hurt my back very early on, just picking up a kettlebell in a stupid way. Um, And my coach is brilliant. I didn't uh, like helping me to do the exercises I could do and just keep going and not give up during that time until that got better um but that was just my body just not having those muscles around my back to do the things I thought I could do um yeah and so yeah I fit it in I then and everybody knows you know my work colleagues know I'm I'm not available till nine nine o'clock um because I got meditation and walking the dog and doing the um you know doing my kettlebells to do and I'm that's how I fit it in I i kind of carved out that time and that's for me and it's not negotiable um which is so different to me three years ago and as you said you probably with with delegation of things as well but you can probably get as much done and in a different way like i know if i don't exercise in the morning yeah i do have rest days sometimes but if i have too many in a row i don't have those endorphins to go into the work day and i come in with a completely different mood and with a completely different and lack of energy basically i'm not a very good morning person if i haven't exercised and no i think yeah i would be fairly hopeless without it yeah and i think you just the more time you the more time you give yourself to work the more time you'll fill it and it's just never ending it doesn't doesn't help i've realized that it doesn't help help work actually it just means that you've got more people wanting your time and they think you've got more time to do it. And the more the more you give time to people, the more they'll take it. Yeah, definitely. And it's a slippery slope because we then find people are not tired because they've not done any exercise. So then they've, but they've worked really long. So the body isn't physically tired. So then they can't sleep. 
obviously there's sometimes menopause things going on as well, but it's exacerbating everything and they're aching and all of this stuff. And then it's a slippery slope of them not sleeping to them being tired. So they're not working well. So then having to work longer to get the same amount yeah. done and you have to break the cycle at some point. It's just a horrible vicious circle that I'd got into. And I think so many people do in my profession and they either go oh, they, two, they go one or two ways. They go down the alcohol route mm. and have problems with alcohol or they go down the food route and have problems with their weight. And it's really common. And people, uh, lawyers dying early is really common. Wow. And it's just, I'm so glad that I've <laughs> managed to find you guys to so that my life isn't going in that direction. Yeah, it's a scary prospect, isn't it? So I know you're busy. So last question, I just want to wrap it up on this. So take yourself back to you or anyone in your situation before you did anything about this. Um, what would you say to that person who's kind of like a little bit skeptical, maybe who's, you know, thinks that they're just different and they can't do anything about this. Like, what would you say to that person? Yeah, well, just, just do it and do everything that Trinity tells you to do. And if you just trust the process, it, it will work. It's so individual that whatever you think, you know, whatever your issues are, there is a solution within Trinity for you um, that will mean that you reach your goals. Um, and I know that lots of other women in the community have completely different issues to me and have found Trinity to work. But for me, it was that emotional eating and I, it's given me the mindset to, to help me. So just go for it. And invest some time and some money into yourself um and it will pay off yeah and it's i think it's interesting isn't it we often will spend a lot on things um i know i'm going to wrap it up in a minute but i, I find it interesting so it's a tendency i think as a human go oh, i want a bigger house again or i want to redo the kitchen or i want to have a new car and we will spend tens of thousands on these things and then when it comes to the body it's like can i get away with spending nothing or maybe like 9.99 on an app and expect incredible results yeah it's, it's it's just a common mindset and it is a little bit more expensive than that you know quite a lot more expensive than that to be fair but i think but it's so tailored and it's and it's successful so it's worth it amazing so rachel i just want to say thank you so much for joining me today i've been wanting to as you know have you on for ages um <laughs> and you, you wanted to wait till you're ready but there's never the perfect time and i think you've done incredibly well um and you know, sharing your story today has been really inspiring. So thank you. You're welcome. And I say the journey continues. And I think that's that's the other thing is that I'm not done with Trinity. I'm, I hope that I will, you know, I think I will always be badgering you guys, really. <laughs> no, you're welcome to be badgering us. Like, as I said, you're, you're an inspiration to a lot of the members and you, know, you have so many useful insights to add that I hope people have taken a lot from today and other members will keep taking a lot from you. You're welcome. So thank you for listening to today's episode of the Trinity podcast. If you've enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to hit that subscribe button inside your podcast app so you don't miss future shows. And also please leave us a quick review. It only takes two minutes. We do all of these shows completely for free to help you. So we'd really appreciate a quick review if it's helped you at all. So thank you again so much for listening and we'll catch you next week for the next episode of the Trinity podcast.